0: Harry Bird's not walking through that door. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. It's my team. It's my quarterback. The okay. kick. It is... God, 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 God. Be the man! You gotta beat the man! The 2-1 the the This is the Powers on Sports Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Powers on Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Powers, down here in Tampa. We are in another football weekend, is upon us both college and the NFL. Topics for tonight and this episode are going to be the lightning finally get the monkey off their back. The NBA Finals are in full swing. Heat Lakers. MLB playoffs are underway. We've reached the division round. College football. We had some upsets last week. We'll preview some games this week. And we're gonna to get to the NFL. COVID is now becoming a little bit of a problematic issue for the league. Have some COVID issues. Multiple games are being affected by COVID. Obviously, we and we also have COVID is now affecting our presidential race with Mr. Donald J. Trump in the hospital with COVID. If you want to reach out to us, reach out to us on Twitter. At JPO Sports is the handle. You can also, again, tell your friends, subscribe to us. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Podcasts. So check us out. Tell a friend. Give you some good insight as we'll go through again some college games that are on the docket for Saturday, and then we'll we'll hit the NFL. Pretty strong. But let's first get to the Tampa Bay Lightning win their first Stanley Cup since 2004. The Lightning take care of the Dallas Stars in six games. Victor Hedman named the Con Smythe uh, playoff MVP. The A well-rounded effort by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Timely scoring, Braden Point, Kucherov. Vasilevsky in the Nets was outstanding. The defense was very solid, just a very well-rounded performance by the Lightning. A very physical Dallas Stars team laid the wood to the Lightning throughout the series. Got very physical. They were a little undermanned, but uh, the Stars was it, were able to get it to a sixth game. And the Lightning clinched on Monday night 2-0 in game six. And the celebration began in Tampa. A nice boat parade down the Hillsborough River on Wednesday. Nice celebration at Raymond James Stadium. No masks, which very much surprised me. Had a crowd at Raymond James with no masks. Players gallivanting around Raymond James, no masks. So, don't quite understand that. But, what can you say? The Lightning, again, John Cooper, huge monkey off his back after all the playoff uh, heartbreak the last couple of years. Remember, the Lightning got knocked out as the number one seed in 2019 by the Columbus Blue Jackets in four straight games in round one. So that was a major disappointment. Cooper was definitely on the hot seat this year going into the playoffs. They answered the bell. They, they were matched up with Columbus again in round one, and they won a five-overtime marathon in game one of the playoffs. And I really think that game, winning that game, and getting through that series catapulted the Lightning to the to the uh, Stanley Cup. Steven Stamkos made his Willis Reed-esque appearance in the series. He, for those of you that don't follow hockey much, Stamkos is the captain of the Lightning. But on the Lightning, ten or eleven years, he was injured back in February. Had not played at all during the restart, playoff bubble, all that stuff, and he made an appearance in game. I believe it was Game Four, and only played about three minutes. But he scored a goal on like his third shift on the ice—a great, beautiful uh, goal for the Lightning—and that really propelled them emotionally. Uh, he re-aggravated something in that game and didn't play, but three minutes in the entire game didn't play another any other games in the series. And but you know that was kind of like their Willis Reed moment. If you remember Willis Reed for the Knicks back in the '70s. Um, Google it. Look it up, all you millennials and all you young people. Um, great moment. Just an inspirational moment. So very happy for Stamkos and the whole Lightning organization. Jeff Vinick, the owner. John Cooper, the head coach. headman. you got a lot of veteran players. Kucherov, Point, Stamkos, Vasilevsky, and the city of Tampa are celebrating the 2020 Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. NBA finals. Miami, Los Angeles, the Heat get it, get it done against the Boston Celtics in 6 games. The Lakers t- take out the Denver Nuggets in 5 games. Game 1 I thought the Heat were going to be very competitive in this series. Game 1 major injury issues for the Heat. Drag Goran Dragic foot issue, Adebayo with a neck issue. Neither of those guys finished game 1. Uh, Jimmy Butler rolled an ankle. The Lakers win Game One convincingly by you know 18 to 20. Uh, the Heat jumped out early in Game One, but could not. Could the offense uh, was stymied by the by a very quality Laker defense. LeBron, Anthony Davis, no matchup uh, matchup big matchup problems for the Heat with LeBron and Anthony Davis uh, again with Adebayo being compromised. That's going to be a major problem. Uh, no of and Goran Dragic in Game Two. The Heat, the, le- the Heat, go down Game Two by ten. Good game by Jimmy Butler. Again, another big, big effort by Anthony Davis, LeBron James. So it's two-zero Lakers as we head to Game Three. I mean, barring a catastrophic uh, turn of events, again injury issue with the Lakers or just something catastrophic, the Lakers are going to win this series. Um, Again, I thought fully healthy. I thought the Heat had a good chance to, to make this a very competitive series, uh, but it does not look like it's going to be with the, with the injury issues and the of Dragic and Adebayo. and I just don't know if the Heat have an answer for Anthony Davis and LeBron James both. Uh, so hopefully this series gets a little bit of gets a little entertaining entertaining as we move forward, but I'm not quite sure that's going to happen. Ratings for the NBA Finals will probably be not very good because of the injury issues and because of the lackluster matchup. So I'm sure Silver and company are not going to be happy with the ratings. Obviously you have with the NFL still going on, Major League Baseball playoffs will be a <clears throat> probably a ratings problem here for the NBA as we move forward. MLB playoffs. All the wild card series have concluded. We've got teams advancing in the National League. we got the Dodgers. we got the San Diego Padres, who came back from one game to none down. We also have the Atlanta Braves and the surprising Miami Marlins go to Chicago and beat the Cubs in two straight games. So you're going to have a divisional matchup of the Braves and the Marlins, and then you're going to have the Padres and the Dodgers in the other side of the National League draw. Uh, those games are going to be played in Texas. Uh, all of the American League games are going to be played in California, out in L.A. and San Diego. All the teams are going to be put in, the, in a bubble now. So it's pretty much going to be a lockdown situation as far as that goes. Uh, in the American League, you're going to have the Tampa Bay Rays disposed of the Blue Jays in two games. You have the Yankees disposed of Cleveland in two games. You have the Oakland A's won a very uh, dramatic series against the White Sox. And then the other series, you have the Houston Astros. They went up to Minnesota and discarded the Minnesota Twins, who have now lost 18 straight playoff games, which is unbelievable to imagine that a team has not been able to win a playoff game in 18 straight games. But it happens. Setting up divisional round series, a tremendous series, probably the best series on paper. The Yankees and the Rays are in the divisional round. The A's and the Astros on the other side. So it's going to be a. I think the the Yankees and the Rays are going to. It's going to be a classic series. You got pitching for the Rays versus the hitting of the Yankees. Um, again, the gritty, gutty Tampa Bay Rays figure out a way to get it done. They don't score. They don't. They don't bash the ball. They're not hitting a bunch of three-run homers. They're a very pesky uh, hit-and-run kind of team. Keep the ball in play. The pitching's outstanding. Blake Snell, Glassnow, Charlie Morton. A hodgepodge bullpen. 13 different guys have gotten a save for the Rays this year in the 60 game season, which is incredible to think of. Cash will put any of his pitchers in any situation. There's not a classic closer for the Rays like there is for the Yankees with Chapman and most other teams. Very unconventional way they manage and they play with analytics and shifts and all that kind of stuff. They play four outfielders sometimes. <laughs> So just a great series, and you got the Yankees obviously with the with the bats. You got LeMahieu, Stanton, Judge, uh, just Gary Sanchez. A lot of big bats for the Yankees. You got Garrett Cole at the top of the rotation. But if the Rays can figure out a way to beat Cole one time, I think they got a great chance to win this series because Tanaka can be had, and the Yankees' third starter is nowhere near Charlie Morton or, or Glass now. So game one is critical for the Rays. Don't have to win it, but if they could steal Game One with Cole pitching, they're in a great spot. Um, again, you got Chapman, you got Zach Britton for the Yankees. Um, again, give me the Rays in six games. I like the Rays to go in six games to advance to the ALCS. The Rays have beaten the Yankees eight out of ten in the regular season this year, so they really owned them in the regular season. I'll take the Rays in six games. They are plus money on the if you're a better. Um, so don't be afraid to take the rays for the series. Um, but yeah, give me the rays and the National League side. I'm going to take the I'm going to take the rays. It's going to be the rays in the uh, it's going to be the rays in the A's in the ALCS. The Rays, A's, the two smallest market, small budget teams there are, are going to be playing in the ALCS and I'll take the Rays to the World Series. We'll be just uh again NLB will not love the Rays and the A's in the ALCS, but give me the Rays and the A's in the ALCS on the NL side. Give me the Bravos, the never say die Atlanta Braves, and the Dodgers. I like the Braves and the Dodgers, and I like the Atlanta Braves to go to the World Series somehow, some way to beat the Dodgers. Braves, Dodgers. Give me the Braves in a classic series, a seventh game. Um, Scenario, Acuna, Freeman, uh, just enough pitching, good young starters. You got Max Freed, you got Ian Anderson, you got a decent bullpen with Melanson in the back end against the Dodgers with Kershaw. You got Bueller, you got Dustin May, you got Kenley Jansen. You got the line, the depth of the Dodger lineup and the Dodger hitters. Um, but give me the Bravos. Bravos and Rays in the World Series, and I'll take the Tampa Bay Rays. We're going to make it two for two on the World Series. World Championships, the Rays, the Lightning, and then my Bucco's got a chance to go to the Super Bowl here. It could be a trifecta for the Tampa Bay sports community. But give me the Rays to win the World Series over the Atlanta Braves. There will be limited fans come the AL and NLCS. In, in the scenarios here, I believe they're playing those in San Diego and, and Arlington, Texas. For the AL and NLCS as well as the World Series. I think I read about 11,000 tickets are going to be sold for each of those games as we get to the AL and NLCS as well as the World Series. So hopefully some spectators, baseball fans will get out and get, go to the games. Obviously neither, none of the teams are going to have a home field advantage, so that's going to make it more challenging and not as much drama and atmosphere, but it will be good to have some fans in the stands at least for some of these championship-level games. So um Pitching, the pitching changes or are, are the one thing I can't stand are all these pitching changes. You know, so many of these teams are using uh, a bullpen games all the time. I think the, the Padres used nine pitchers the other day in game three against St. Louis. They didn't even start a legit starter. Um, they played, They. I mean, I, I just can't stand that, man. Put, put somebody in there for a couple innings. Um, you know, I know the Rays are famous for, for, for kind of making that uh, in vogue. Where you started a bullpen guy for the game, but I think in these playoffs you're going to see. For I know for the Rays you'll see Snell, Glass, now Morton. If there is a fourth starter, you might see a bullpen game there, depending on what the score of the series is. But um, you know San Diego was decimated in the in the wild card round with losing two starting pitchers with Clevenger and Lamette going out. So that's kind of what prompted their bullpen scenario. Uh, the White Sox got into a bullpen scenario in, game, uh, in their last game against the A's in game three. That turned that backfired on them as the A's advanced. So um, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of these bullpen games, but I guess sometimes you got to do what you got to do to piece together a game due to the lack of starters and due to injury. So, uh, again, check out the baseball playoffs. I think you'll enjoy them as we get, again, to me the best series is the Yankees and the Rays coming up. And then uh, the surprising Florida Marlins, Don Mattingly. Full credit to Mattingly and company. A guest of the show is Matt Joyce. He had a huge huge, uh, throw-out-a-guy-at-home plate in Game 2 again in the Cubs series, so good for Matt. We had him on our radio show uh, right before the season started, so rooting for Matt Joyce. I don't want the Marlins to beat the Braves, but I'm rooting for Matt Joyce. Let's head to college football. Again, you're listening to the Powers on Sports podcast. Check us out on Apple, Google, Stitcher podcast platforms. Tell your friends. Reach, us, reach out to us at JPoSports on Twitter if you got any comments, suggestions. Check out my radio show on Sundays in Tampa, AM 860, 11 AM. AM 860, 11 AM. The, uh, it's called The Sports Zone with my co-host Pat Highland and Scott Levinson. You can reach out to us on the phone if you ever want to call in the show on Sundays from 11 to 12, 877-969-8600. Love to hear from you. Uh, we talk topics of the day. We talk NFL. We're going to give you predictions, fantasy insights, all that good stuff. So check out the radio show, and obviously you're listening to the podcast, so tell a friend, subscribe, and let's uh, let's get this uh, podcast popping. All over the country. Gonna have a special guest next week on the next podcast. Uh, Gonna have a special ESPN uh, former ESPN uh, reporter Janine Edwards. Many of you that follow uh, have followed ESPN over the years. Janine has been a staple at ES, was a staple at ESPN for many years. Horse racing, college football, college basketball, sideline reporter. So we're going to talk to Janine next week about her career and just uh, the sports media world and all that good stuff. So that's the next episode coming up next week. So college football. Last week we had a couple big upsets. Oklahoma went down. LSU went down. Mike Leach and company from Mississippi State went into Baton Rouge and got got it done. Oklahoma blew a huge lead at home to Kansas State. Big win for the Wildcats. Miami FSU last week what a train wreck is developing in Tallahassee Miami looking very impressive at 52 to 10 uh, Could have scored 70 if they really wanted to Very lots of trouble in Tallahassee just the, the quarterbacks average the offensive line is terrible They below, below, blow below. I don't know what is going on up there. How can you not get offensive linemen to be semi-productive? The defense up at Florida State is, just, is 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 as average as average can be. No impact players. You got Asante Samuel, pretty decent at, at DB, and you got Marvin Wilson, but that's about it. You can't win with two good guys on defense. Uh, just really really struggling at Tallahassee. Mike Norvell back this week after missing the game last week due to his COVID diagnosis. So we'll see if the if that helps. But major problems in Tallahassee. Miami looking very good with the Eric King and company. I like what I'm seeing out of Manny Diaz. The defense looks like they're pretty legit. Their, their uh, moment of reckoning is coming in, an, in a week or two when they see Clemson and Trevor Lawrence. But I definitely like Miami and what they're doing. Good job by Manny Diaz rebuilding that program a little bit. And Rep Lashley offensive offensive coordinators made a big difference with the Eric King. You also have... Notre Dame is going through some COVID issues. Had a big outbreak up in South Bend. They've had twenty plus guys test positive, had to get quarantined. They've missed a couple of games so far. So uh, the COVID outbreak is 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 alive and well. Obviously, if you've been staying up in the news, Donald Trump, president, is in the hospital with COVID. So again, all the all the all the uh, conspiracy theories that this was all fake and hoax and all that, please, okay. It's very serious you have to you have to be careful uh be thinking about others wear a mask when it's time to wear a mask does that mean you have to wear a mask 24 hours a day no but when you're out somewhere be courteous and have some respect wear a mask because it's this stuff is super contagious and can and can ruin people and can really affect a lot of people's lives in a hurry if you've again if you've been keeping up tons of people in the white house and in the in the uh, the administration of Tested positive in the last several days. Obviously, you have the president in the hospital. We want him to get better, but still, um, you know, with him in the hospital, as much bubbleness as he's surrounded by, uh, protection as he has for him to get it, that means it's serious. And obviously, he was very—he's been very flippant about the need for masks and all that stuff. And so, you know, at some point, you have to—you have to sleep in the bed you laid. You have to lie in the bed you made. So. He's not been a proponent of, of, of masks and all that kind of stuff, so uh, hopefully he's okay, but, um, you know, it's not to me. You, you almost deserve to get it a little bit for, for, for as negligent as you've been as far as the leadership goes. Okay, let's look at some games for this week. There's not a huge docket. We have three good games, TCU-Texas, georgia AM and and Alabama. We've got uh, Auburn-Georgia tonight. Between the Hedges and Athens, Auburn is, is getting six, seven points at Georgia. I like Auburn in the seven tonight. I don't know if Auburn wins the game outright, but I like Auburn in the points. Quarterback issues at Georgia. They struggled last week at Arkansas for two and a half quarters. Strong defense, with Kirby smart and company, but the quarterback situation is unsettled. Uh, Bo Nix is second-year starter at Auburn. They played soundly against Kentucky, beat a good Kentucky team. But give me uh, – I like Auburn in the seven tonight in Athens. TCU Texas is ongoing. Back and forth game. I like Texas to to find a way to win the game. It's a big number, ten points. I don't love the ten, but I like Auburn. I mean I like Texas and Sam Ellinger to win the game. Um, they escaped last week against Texas Tech, was down big late and scored two point conversion, recovered an onside kick and ended up winning the game in overtime next week you got Texas Oklahoma the Red River Rivalry showdown so that'll be interesting the other big game of the other big game of the day is Texas A&M goes to Tuscaloosa There'll probably be about 15 to 20,000 fans in Tuscaloosa today for that you got Mac Jones and company for the tie they beat Missouri convincingly last week and they got Texas A&M who really struggled with Vanderbilt Kellen Mond Jimbo Fisher this is year 3 It's time for them to win a big game if they want to be a big program. And so they've they've failed to win big games yet under Jimbo. We'll see if Kellen Mond, the senior quarterback, can get it done in Tuscaloosa. Uh, That's a big number as well, I believe. Let's see here. Let's confirm. Alabama's about a 17-and-a-half, 18-point favorite. I would probably take Texas A&M today in the points. I think somehow they're going to keep the game close. Give me Texas A&M in the 17-and-a-half in Tuscaloosa. Game I like, uh, if you're wagering, I like Kentucky tonight, minus six against Ole Miss on Saturday. I like Kentucky minus the six. And then you have, like I said, I like Auburn getting seven in Athens tonight, uh, This on Saturday night uh, in Athens. Give me Auburn in the seven. You might want to buy that up to seven and a half for a little more comfort. But there you have our college football notes and nuggets for the for the week. Let's head to the NFL. The big news out of the NFL this week is COVID has finally impacted the NFL. You know, they had been they had been dodging all the COVID issues. They hadn't had any outbreaks. They hadn't had any major issues. But now they finally have Tennessee Titans have tested seven or eight players for the Titans have tested positive. You have several staff members as well. Uh, you had... Possible issues with the Minnesota Vikings, but they have seemed to be okay on the testing front. But uh, the Tennessee-Pittsburgh game scheduled for Sunday has been postponed uh, completely from this week's schedule. Uh, the game has been moved to, I believe, week eight, and then the week eight game between Pittsburgh and Baltimore been, has been moved to week seven. So no Tennessee and Pittsburgh, and breaking news is we have there's, a, there's Cam Newton has tested positive for the New England Patriots as well as a player for the Chiefs, so that game has been postponed to potentially Monday or Tuesday night of this week. Uh, major news with Cam Newton. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how long he's out. I mean, he's probably got to be out a of minimum of, of 10 days to two weeks, I would think. Um, so we'll see what happens with that game with Kansas City and New England. We're, we're slated to go Sunday afternoon late with Uh, Romo and Nance, but that's not going to be happening on Sunday. We'll see if that game gets moved to Monday, Tuesday, or if they move that game to a later date in the season. But the NFL is finally getting to having to deal with some of these issues, and it's going to be interesting to see how they react if there's more outbreaks in these different teams. They do have a little bit of wiggle room because every team's going to have a bye week. So there's a little bit of wiggle room on some of these on the, these games if it works out in the schedule to, re, to reschedule it during a bye week. And they also have an additional week at the end of the year that they could probably slide in some canceled games if they had to cancel the games. But if, team, if a team loses multiple games, i.e. like the Titans, could be on the verge of losing week five's game against the Buffalo Bills because of all the tests. It'll be interesting to see how the NFL reacts to that and handles that from a scheduling perspective. Um, 3-0 teams. Chicago, Seattle, Kansas City, Buffalo are the teams I'm going to highlight. Chicago, if you, you saw last week, made a change to Nick Foles mid-game. Foles with a huge comeback in Atlanta to, to save the day. Foles is the clear starter now in Chicago. You got Seattle winning or 3-0 and after beating Dallas last week in another shootout. No defense in, in Seattle. That's going to be their downfall. Russell Wilson is playing out of his mind, but no defense in Seattle could become a, a major issue. The pass rush is no good, no good at all, and the secondary is not very good either. Jamal Adams out with a groin injury, so that further decimates the Seattle secondary. They've got a tricky game this week in Miami. you got KC with a very impressive win on Monday night in Baltimore. Manhandled the Ravens. Lamar Jackson did not look very good. The offense in Baltimore, not very good. And Mahomes just carved up the Baltimore Raven defense. So, uh, again, big big shout-out to uh, Mahomes, who killed me in fantasy, by the way, on Monday night by beating me single-handedly. He, he, he defeated my squad. You got the Green Bay Packers 3-0. Big win in New Orleans on Sunday night. A-Rod is back, playing great. He really played well against the Saints. They did not run the ball exceptionally well against the Saints, but he, A-Rod was on fire. Alan Lazard, Valdez Scantling, even though Lazard's now going to be out several weeks with a uh, core injury issue. Uh, Devontae Adams is a probably a game-time decision for, for Week 4, Monday night, against the Falcons. Um, Buffalo with a very nice win against the Rams, up 28-3. The Rams come all the way back from 28-3 to take the lead, and then there's a late pass interference call. That was a woo-hoo. That goes the Buffalo Bills' way, preserves a first down on fourth down, gives them a first down, and Josh Allen and company punch it in to win the game 35-32, winner-winner chicken dinner for Pewter Powers. Uh, Check, please, on all fronts, on the ledger, whatever you want to call it. So uh, Buffalo, defensively, Buffalo's a little bit suspect. I thought their defense would be better than it is. But Josh Allen is playing really well at quarterback for them. They're throwing the ball great to Diggs, to John Brown. Uh, They're using their tight ends effectively and all that. So 0-3 teams, Minnesota, Houston, Atlanta. Minnesota blew a lead last week against the Titans. Should have won the game. Obviously, the Atlanta Falcons blew another huge lead against the Bears last week of 26-10 and lose at home. How Dan Quinn is still working, I'm not quite sure. And then you have the Houston Texans 0-3. They got beat uh, by the Steelers last week. Very rough schedule to start. uh, But I do not like what I see coming out of Houston as far as that team goes. Offensive line's not very good. The wide receivers are average at best. Uh, And Deshaun Watson running for his life. So, Interesting to see how that goes. Defense around the league, the defenses have not caught up to the offenses yet. The offensive production has been really, really good for through three weeks. Uh, whether it's the lack of uh, training camp and preseason games to get the work the kinks out on defense, uh, much, much more effective are these have these offenses been than the defenses. So I would expect the defenses to catch up here by week five or so. After they've had three or four or five games to get some continuity and some in chemistry on defense. Um, but the offenses are playing really, really well. Let's go to some week four previews and some game picks. What a disaster the New York Jets are. They get beat again on Thursday night by Denver. Adam Gase is a full-blown clown. This guy's how this guy's has a job is beyond me fuddling whatever bad word you want to pick. The team is down nine points on Thursday night with a minute to go in the game, and he's calling timeouts. Are you freaking kidding me, Adam Gase? Really? Down nine. Denver has the ball in midfield, and you're calling timeouts. Crazy, man. Denver, nice win by Denver. They might have found a quarterback in Brett Rippon. I liked what I saw out of Rippon. Rippon is the nephew of Mark Rippon, the former Redskins uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback from the Redskins back in the day. I liked what Rippon did on, on Thursday night. He'll most likely get another start in week five. Be interested to see what they do when Drew Locke comes back, if Rippon continues to play well. Um, Colts, Bears, week four. In Chicago, the Colts are about a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I like the Bears in this game, plus the points at home. Foles stabilizes the offense, gives them a little continuity, knows the naggy system inside and out. I like the Bears at home against the Colts in a good game, but give me the Bears at home. Saints minus four going to Detroit. You remember last week I gave you Detroit in the desert to get it done against the Arizona Cardinals. I like Detroit again tomorrow at home getting points. Stafford, Galladay's back. Adrian Peterson has been installed as the starter and running back now. Marvin Jones, the defense is good enough. No Mike, the Saints are out six starters on uh, on for the Saints. No Mike Thomas. Uh, Drew Brees and company got beat again at home by the Packers. I like the Detroit Lions again in another upset uh to beat the New Orleans Saints outright. Arizona minus the three goes to Carolina. Carolina got their first win of the year last year, out last week against the Chargers. Arizona got beat by Detroit. Arizona minus three. I'm gonna stay away from a gambling perspective. Uh DeAndre Hopkins is probably gonna be very iffy for this game. An ankle issue has popped up. Um Panthers are playing hard under Matt Rule. Give them credit. They're a little under under uh under Talented they don't have enough good players yet, but good job last week nice job by uh, Teddy Bridgewater Good job Mike Davis the defense is good is decent better than I thought they would be I'll stay away from this game, but I'll take the I'll take the Cardinals in a close one But I'm gonna stay away from a gambling perspective Jaguars go to Cincinnati Cincinnati's minus three I Like the Bengals here again back to the playing hard part. They're playing hard. They're not the most talented team in the world but Burrow's playing well. The offensive line is bad for the Bengals, but you got AJ Green, you got Mixon. I like Cincinnati at home to get their first win. If you remember last week they tied the Eagles. The Jaguars got thumped on Thursday night by the Dolphins at home, Gardner Minshew and company. I don't I'm not a Jacksonville fan, but I'm going to I'm going to take the Bengals at home tomorrow minus the 3 to get their first win for Joe Burrow. One of the most intriguing games of the week. The Cleveland Browns going to Dallas. Cleveland 2-1. Dallas 1-2. Dallas minus 4.5. Prescott just keeps lighting it up. But again, when they need the championship drive at the end, he's not been able to deliver. Not been able to be a clutch guy at the end of the game. I think they will win the game tomorrow. Cleveland's been running the ball really well. Chubb and Hunt. uh, Mayfield's playing okay. I'll take Dallas at home. I'll I'll lay the four and a half as well. I think Dallas will win the game by seven or eight points. So give me the Cowboys uh, 31-23-31-24 kind of game. Uh, to go to two and two. Minnesota goes to Houston. Uh, it's a who cares game for me. Both teams 0-3. Loser goes to 0-4. Uh, I would take uh, I would take the Houston Texans at home tomorrow in a low. Middle-of-the-road game. Again, Dalvin Cook running the ball really well for the Vikings. Nobody doing anything of, of substance for the Texans, but I think somehow, some way, the Texans will find a way to win the game tomorrow at home. Tricky game here. Seattle, minus six, goes to Miami. Cross-country trip. The Seahawks have been playing on the edge the last couple of weeks. Big two emotional games in a row. I definitely could see the Dolphins being in this game late. I think Russell Wilson will maybe find a way to win the game at the gun, but I'm going to take the Dolphins in the six points. Uh, Fitzpatrick playing good; they played well on Thursday night. They're going to play hard for Brian Flores. Offensive line is still challenging, but you got decent weapons on the outside. Gasicki, you got Devonte Parker, you got uh, Miles Gaskin as a fantasy guy if you're looking for a running back. Miles Gaskins has taken over that job in Miami, so give me the Dolphins in the six. Chargers are getting seven points coming to see my bucks in Tampa. Uh, the Bucks are playing really well. The defense is playing really well. Brady's coming along. Got Gronk involved last week through three touchdowns in Denver. No Godwin, no, no Scotty Miller most likely, so they are depleted at wide receivers. So, again, look for the tight ends to be more involved tomorrow with O.J. and Gronk. Uh, look for Justin Watson and a guy named Tyler Johnson, potential uh, – Guy tomorrow is Tyler Johnson, rookie out of Minnesota. Had a huge career at Minnesota. He's been waiting. He had some hand, hamstring injuries in training camp, so he's kind of been under the radar. But they really like Tyler Johnson. Watson's going to be an effective guy. And then you obviously have Mike Evans. So give me the Bucs tomorrow. And I like the Bucs in a teaser. If you're looking to play a game to tease, I like the Bucs in a teaser. It's a two team teaser. Uh, I also think the Bucs will win the game at home. Justin Herbert not did not play great last week against the Charger or against the Panthers. He'll start again for the Chargers. You got no Melvin Ingram. You got no Chris Harris. You got no Derwin James. So there should be there there should be some yards to be gained and some points to be scored by the Bucs tomorrow. Weather could be an issue in Tampa tomorrow. The Baltimore Ravens, coming off their Kansas City beatdown, go see the. Uh, it's the battle of uh, DC and Baltimore. You got DC and the Sunsh- Casey and the Sunshine Band, the Red the Washington Football Team. Dwayne Haskins has been put on notice by Ron Rivera. They got thumped pretty good last week. Uh, I like the Ravens to win the game a twelve and a half is a huge number. Uh, Gun to my head, I would probably take the twelve minus the twelve and a half for the Ravens, but definitely they'll definitely be a team to look to rebound. Lamar Jackson, you'll you'll see him play better tomorrow. Would not shock me if they blow out the the Washington tomorrow. Uh, Chase Young out for the for Washington, just not a very and Terry McLaurin, their best receiver, is probably going to be out as well. So, Giants late game head to L.A. This could be the mismatch of the week. I think the Rams will thump the Giants tomorrow. Uh, the Rams with emotional loss last week in Buffalo. I think you'll see a very motivated and very focused Rams team laying 13 against the Giants. I definitely could see this being blowout city in L.A. Daniel Jones, they got thumped again last week by the 49ers. A lot of people thought they would beat the 49ers last week. Jones is just not playing, uh, they don't, not, they're not as a team, they're not playing very well around him. He's got to play a little bit better as well. Take the Rams big tomorrow if you're in a survivor pool. The, Ram, the Rams would be my pick as a major host team in a survivor pool situation. New England, Kansas City is going to get postponed to either Monday or Tuesday at the earliest, so we won't talk about that game. No Cam Newton for the Patriots. Obviously, that changes the whole complexion of that game. If they do play Monday or Tuesday, it's going to be Stidham or Hoyer at the helm for the Patriots. They're, again, they're going to try to slow this game down, make this a run fest, try to bleed the clock. Uh, if no Cam, no chance for the Patriots to win the game outright. I would I would potentially look at the under here. Uh, if they do play the game, potentially an under here because the Chief defense is better. And with no little to no time for Stidham or Hoyer. I would think they're going to struggle in the passing game. So play the under there if they do end up playing the game. Buffalo and the Raiders on a late afternoon in Vegas. Buffalo minus three against a depleted, decimated Raider team. No Henry Ruggs, no Brian Edwards. Defensively, they're missing a couple guys on defense for the Raiders. Will be a struggle, struggle to score points if you're the Raiders. Look a name to look out for. Nelson Aguilar, if you're looking for a fantasy receiver. Aguilar is going to play a big role tomorrow for the Raiders. So look for Aguilar sighting from David Carr. Uh, Derek Carr, excuse me. But uh, tough game to call. I would stay away from a gambling perspective. Buffalo minus three. You would think that's an easy pick. But the Raiders at home, I could see this game. Josh Jacobs getting a lot of touches tomorrow. Um, a lot of running. A lot of Booker and, and Jacobs. Derek Carr, just good enough. Got to, hit, got to keep Waller in the game plan, figure out ways to get Waller the ball. Uh, gun to my head, I would take the Raiders in the three points. I don't know why, but I would take the Raiders in the three. Sunday night, Philadelphia goes to San Francisco. The Eagles are really struggling 0-2-1, tied last week against the Bengals. Carson Wentz not playing well. You got Jeffrey out. You got Deshaun Jackson out. Um, the Niners, very impressive win with Nick Mullins at the helm last week in New York. Uh, they're decimated at running back. If you're looking for a running back sleeper, Jeffrey Wilson for the 49ers. He's about the last guy they have standing. McKinnon got nicked up last week, rib injury. Mostert out, Devin or Tevin Coleman out. So Jeffrey Wilson. I don't know why I think this, but I think the Eagles plus the seven tomorrow is the nut is the play. Uh Debo Samuels is supposed to make his return on a limited basis. Ayuk played well last week for the 49ers in his debut. So Nick Mullins and company. I think the Niners will win the game, but I think it'll be a good game. I think the Eagles will play better. Wentz will play a little bit better. No more Dallas Goddard. He's done. Busted up ankle. You got Ertz. You got Gary Ward Jr. You got uh, a hodgepodge of receivers for the, for the Eagles. Miles Sanders is the guy to be on the lookout for as well. He needs to be a focal point in this game. They need to figure out a way to run the ball against the Niners who still have a good defense. I'll take the Eagles in the seven tomorrow in San Francisco. And then Monday night, you're going to have the Falcons going to green Bay in Lambeau. I like green Bay here as a teaser. Uh, probably will be some points scored in this game with Matt Ryan and company and Rogers. No Lazard. Devonte Adams is going to be iffy. So we'll see how that goes. Um, But give me Green Bay at home Monday night to go to 4-0 against the 0-4 Atlanta Falcons. There you have it. There's another episode in the books for you on the Powers on Sports podcast. Reach out again. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Subscribe. Share our podcast with your friends who like sports, football. Try to give you some nuggets. Try to give you some information to make some money. I had a huge week last week. Uh, made made a bunch of dough, so reach out. Love to hear from you. JPO Sports is the Twitter handle, and have a great week. See you next time on the Powers on Sports podcast.